everyone, and welcome back to the third tier. Uh, what summer it's been with heroes and football transfers. I hope you're aware. Welcome, welcome, official first time listening, and of course, welcome back to our regular listeners from last season. Tonight, I'm delighted to be joined by Rich, aka The Cruncher, and Matt Phillips, who are both big interest fans. Rich, second time on the show. How are you doing? I'm good, Tom, apart from absolutely melting, because obviously, where you are in Colchester, you're probably melting as well. Matt's in Chelmsford. It's too hot. It's way too hot for me today. It's uh, extremely British of us. All yeah. I saw on Twitter yesterday was the uh, in-betweeners meme saying it's a bit hot, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I think last time we spoke, uh, I don't know whether it's New Year's, New Year's Day, whatever it was. Um, no, something like, I don't know, towards the end of the season anyway, and you weren't in a good space. You drew nil-nil to Rochdale and you took over the yeah. airways, uh, you know, on a Churchillian rant about how dire the club has been and <laughs> different circumstances this time around. Yeah, we sit here in um, July now. We've got new owners. Obviously, um, we've got a new manager. No, he was no Cook was in charge. No, Cook was in he charge was, of Rochdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he um, he's cleared out. Where well, we're going to talk about it? I think twenty players we've um, yeah. we've um, shipped out. Eight in. Uh, exciting times. Um, after some a couple of big names as well. So um, fingers yeah. crossed. It can't be much worse, Matt, than the um, the last two seasons, can it? Really. <laughs> yeah, we are in a kind of transitional phase at the moment. I always feel like I was watching that show on Channel 4 the other night, Rich, Grand Designs, the Missy's had it on. And they just completely knocked this house down to start again. And that's kind of what Ipswich are doing. Literally just taking a bulldozer to everything and rebuilding from the yeah. ground up. I was just just going to introduce you to say, um, Matt, welcome for the first time yeah, on the show. Um, for... How are you? How, how? First and foremost, I don't bring it up because it's a week today. But we're all. I think. Uh, I think. What? Yeah. In an hour, we will one nil up uh, against the Italians, and we all can have a quick drink now uh, for those listening. Um, not to be for England. Uh, for me, should have won on the evening, but I, I can't slate anything to do with the team or what Gareth did. But how did you find the Euros and the summer, sort of in between Ipswich finishing the season and, and, and where we are now? Yeah, it's great. It's great when you have tournaments, isn't it? Because, you know, the season ends and because we're all addicted to football and obsessed with it, you know, it's nice to be able to snowball into something like the like the Euros. I enjoyed it. England probably did better than I thought they were probably going to do. I mean, I mean, Rich always thought we could maybe get to the final because we were playing predominantly at Wembley. But I think the run was kind of dictated by the fact that most of the bigger nations sat on the other side of the draw, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's nothing they can do about that. Uh, you know, you have to play the teams that are in front of you. Southgate done great. You know, I was gutted England didn't win, but I'm also rich will tell you, I'm a big Italian football fan, and my dad used to really enjoy supporting Italy's national team. So, if it wasn't to be for England, I was, I was pleased that they, they did it. I mean, I love Cellini and Bonici, I think they're great pairing. They've even gone on holiday together this week with their families. Absolutely, yeah. They said, I think you know, know, know him better than my own wife, and I don't doubt that for a second. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, cutting in the end, but progression for the England side, you know, and, and it's a good yeah. time to be an England fan. And I think I woke up Sunday mor- uh, Monday morning a bit more disturbed than I was upset with, with you know, the news around the socials and how disgusting sort of oh, whoever they are, these people are, whether they're English or not. It's, it's by the by, they're not humans, in my opinion. And I, I woke up less gutted and, and more proud of of the young lines that, that sort of stepped yeah, up yeah, and absolutely. we move on to Qatar which is going to be an extremely weird tournament I think we kick off 10 o'clock in the evening our time 
in Christmas, I think it is. I don't know if that's confirmed, but it's going to be a super weird tournament. But nonetheless, one to look forward to next year. I don't um, think they'll be about in the um, in the old fan parts throwing the beer about them, Tom, over each other, will they? <laughs> the thing is, um, I, saw, I saw a really funny tweet just off subject, well, on subject of Qatar, but off subject of League One. It said, oh, England, obviously, you've been playing at Wembley this, that, and the other, you've got home advantage. And someone quoted the tweet and said, I look forward to seeing Qatar World Cup champions 2022. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, hopefully this team can, you know, start peaking around that, that time, you know? Well, we've, we've still got an abundance of talent to come through, yeah. so it's going to be good for many years, yeah. fingers crossed. I just hope he learns a little bit, guys, Southgate, from being... Look, we, we can't criticise, because... With the pandemic, it's been a crap time, hasn't it? And for four weeks, you know, we've sat at home, everyone's singing Sweet Caroline, going mental, we beat the Germans. We've done fantastic. I hope he learns a little bit from... I do agree with you, Tom. I think it was a missed opportunity in that final because, look, we won the up after an hour. It, to me, smacked of a little bit against the Croatia game in uh, Russia in the semi-final, and it was... That second half was a little bit similar. We, I mm. think we could all see him scoring, and I just wish he'd... Wish he'd gone for it a little bit more. That's, yeah. that's, that's the only more, thing, really. A bit more freedom. But but we're here yeah. to talk about Ipswich, and um, we're going to move on to our first subject matter, which is uh, the new owners. I was going to talk about a little bit of the results and sort of where you sat last season. We're going to start where it should begin um, with the new owners. So on the 7th of April, it was announced that Marcus Evans sold the club, I think, to a club, uh, to a company specifically brought together to buy Ipswich, which is called Game Changer Limited 20. Um, you've got a few... Um, Obviously, different people in there, but the chairman being Mike O'Leary. Um, being a Blackpool fan, I know how refreshing it is, obviously, getting new owners. And it's all, it's almost like a new lease of life has been injected into the fan base. But not only that, you feel like, I mean, in most cases, and a new owner usually sparks good news for, for clubs. And when I when, when we got Blackpool back from the Oysters, I hate to say that name on air, but Sadler came in and they gave us that sense of pride about being a fan again and we you know look forward to going back into the ground and although it wasn't as bad as situations such as Berry, Blackpool etc to a lot of people um, from outside looking in they, they, they didn't realise how bad it actually became um, with not speaking to the media you know not Paul Lambert not taking press conferences and no communication to the fans and when I did the Seasiders pod and we talked to, to, to some other Ipswich fans, they said, we, we don't know what's going on. And it, although, you know, they're not taking money out of the club, this, that and the other, um, it, it wasn't a nice situation. Matt, I'll come to you first, um, that it eventually got left in before the new owners come in. It was a really, it was been a really, the Marcus Evans era, and Rich would tell you the same, it's been a really weird time for Ipswich Town fans, that whole, what was it, 14 years or something? I don't even know, I think yeah. it was 30, 14 years. Because it's just kind of built on this kind of like it's kind of foundation of like hospitality and the Cobb old era and Bobby Robson, who were very outgoing personalities, and the door was always open. But upon the Marcus Evans era, it was kind of punctuated by the fact you didn't we didn't know what he looked like for a decade. He only ever done one interview with the club in that entire time yeah. <laughs> on video. Well, so, he so. Kind of, yeah, he was kind of like his faceless guy. And at the beginning, that was quite good because, as like you say, someone new comes in. And he was kind of this mysterious person who was pumping these millions in, which he did fair to begin with. But then, you know, as, as as he saw that money going down the toilet a little bit and season after season in the championship, he just stayed there, but didn't really compete for the for the Premier League over a couple of seasons, maybe. He suddenly sort of, you know, pulled up the drawbridge, tightened the purse strings, and we were just treading water 
uh, and it was a really weird it was a really weird time culminating us getting relegated. So um, yeah, but like you say, you know, you, you he's now sold up. We've got the Americans in, and they bought like this American spirit with them. The game changer guys, ninety percent of which is owned by um, a company called ORG, which is an investment fund in the states, and they look after the Arizona pension pot. So worth something like thirteen billion. Yeah, it's like seven hundred seven hundred million in cash. Um, those transfer fees are going to start rocketing, aren't they, Rich? <laughs> well, it's interesting. Matt touches on the pension fund because um, obviously Mike Ashton's come in as a CEO, uh, and he done an interview. I think it was um, last week, and he got on to talking about the pension fund and um, how it's like firefighters, you know, people who work in the emergency services, and he used it as running towards adversity, didn't he, Matt? And that's yeah. the sort of line that they're using when they get some signings in, you know, it's th these firefighters in America are running towards fires and he's sort of, I, I think he's quite clever how he's sort of coming across, getting everyone on board. This is, it's other people's money. I don't think if anyone thinks out there that we're going to go create, look, we've signed eight players. I worked out the other day, we've probably only spent about half a million, yeah. you know, because, because yeah. there was, um obviously we've had 20 players leave. Andre Dezel went to QPR. That was room in a million. So we probably only spent about five, six hundred thousand. So we're not going to go crazy spending loads of money. It's hopefully it's going to be sort of more smarter recruitment. And so far, what we've done off field has been um, it's been top draw. Yeah, Rich, uh, come on to not only just buying players in a minute, but Sadler came in. He he cleaned the stadium. He cleaned the seats. You know he. Got new spurt, uh, shirt sponsors, a visit Blackpool. Um, it's really important to engage with the community. You know, he put new technology into the club. He's building a new training ground. He's doing a lot of things off field. And a bit like you, I think even Adrian Durham on TalkSport was saying Blackpool buying the league, this, that and the other. But actually, a lot of free transfers. And we didn't actually spend a lot of money, but we just recruited very well. And, it, and you're not going to waste all your money that, you know, that that you just want to spunk into League One and then may maybe not have enough if you don't go up, for example. But tell me what he's done off-field, which has made him so likeable to the fans other than the See, fact that's that interesting when you say about the stadium because in that interview, look, if you've been to Portman Road the last 10 years, it's like I'll use an analogy. Um, sort of, They had the Sir Bobby Robson stand there and the, the roof didn't get cleaned for how many years was it, Matt? 10, 11 <laughs> years? Now, Easy. if your windows, if your windows in your house are dirty, you either clean them yourself or you get the window cleaner out. We just let them to go to rack and ruin. It was Evans the era. It was he came in with a big fanfare. I remember being away at Norwich. We we're all waving twenty pound notes, singing "We're Loaded" and all this. So he had a lot of money. Look, Marcus Evans. I think on the rich list, he was inside the the top two hundred. Was he, Matt? I think it was top yeah, two hundred. Yeah. He was in. Yeah. So, but it's he was running the team. We were like a Sunday morning pub team. You know, sports science. Was run, we had a well, last season, we had a massive injury list, and the stadium's tired. In Mike Ashton's first interview, he done Mark Ashton's first interview he done. It was it was interesting to me because where he sat in Sir Ralph Ramsey's stand, all the blue seats obviously turned up, and you could just see the rust falling off underneath. And it's just little things like that. And a lot of people might think, look, it's all about what you do on the pitch on a on a weekend in a midweek, but it isn't. You've got a it's like you buy a house, isn't it? You get a leak in your roof, you get it fixed. But we've we've just been, it's been let that go to rack to rack and ruin, really. And it's just, it needs a bit of bit of TLC. You know, we haven't even got we haven't even got contactless uh, payments on in the stadium when you go and buy your pint. 
So how backward is that in 2021? Yeah, I suppose. And it will come with time. And, you know, it's a time to look forward now for the club. And ironically, I'm going to go back now to, to last season. Um, no, actually, let's 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 do your ins and outs, actually. So you, you've you've alluded to the fact that you've got rid of a few players. So I'm just going to go through go for a few things here. So. Um, Luke Chambers, Skews, Sears, Judge, Ward, um, and Dam uh, Wilson. Is that right? Sorry, no, I don't. Tristan, no, I don't. Sorry, yeah. So Harry Wright has been on a free to Fleetwood, Edwards to Wigan, Ollie Watkins to um, Mansfield, Jack Rencaster to Cambridge, Cornell to Peterborough. Uh, is it Drinan to Leighton Orient? Drinan. Uh, Big fans of him, aren't we, Matt? Big fans of Drinan. Absolute toilet. <laughs> Um, <laughs> other than other than a few players, maybe on that list, I take it he wasn't really gutted to see any of them go. Well, not really. And if if you look at that list, half of them are turned up at Colchester because that is like our retirement home. You got yeah. Luke Chambers. Chambers has gone there. Scoose, Judge, Sears. So many. Um, look, I said at the end of the season on our pod, it wouldn't bother me if they got rid of a whole lot because. Cookie came in, I think he had, was it 16 games, Matt? 16, 17 games? 16, so, yeah. Yeah, so that these players had ample opportunity to show him that they wanted to be on the journey. You know, the new owners come in, they showed nothing. We had, I think it was six nil-nil draws out of 10 games. So, and look, you made it in the playoffs on a great run. If you look at that final table, I think we finished five points. Yeah. You only needed a couple of wins somewhere along the way. But yeah, it, it, it's just, it needs... Well, they call him uh, Demolition Man, didn't they, Cookie? And he's um, there's still a few left. They've been named the Bomb Squad. We went to um, a friendly the other night at Berry Town, and they were trotting around there. And I don't think they probably really expected to be doing that on a Tuesday night. So, um, 20 gone already, and there'll be more to come, I would have thought. Yeah, we, we think we think Teddy Bishop's going to go to MK Dons. He played yeah. in that game at Berry St Edmunds, didn't he? There might have been an agreement when you got um, Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I mean, when we go back to like a year ago on our on our show, the Talking Town podcast, I think we we did a thing where we like we put up a green sign to say to keep red to go, and but we didn't really know our little traffic light system. We gave nearly all those players red cars, didn't we, Rich? And everyone thought we were being too negative, but you could just see that like Cleon Edwards is like a weird player. Like he's like a walking yellow card, and he actually, to be fair to me, he really started the season off well. Especially he's that got game. two goals. Scored yeah. two goals against you, Tom, didn't he? At, at yeah. Yeah. Road. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he looked he was, like a man possessed. He was absolutely on fire. Then he got injured and he just regressed back to the Guion Edwards we knew, kind of like couldn't be bothered. But there's another thing, Matt. Fingers. There's another thing, Matt. You're <laughs> touching on injuries there. We, we just had so many, didn't we, last season? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. Very, I mean, sort of, I know a lot of clubs had a lot of injuries last season when we looked at the lists. Bears which was just seemed to be going on and on and on. And people like Kane Vincent Young, absolutely fantastic player. Played what, Rich? 15 games in two seasons, maybe? Yeah, good player, never fit. Yeah, James <laughs> Norwood. Norwood's another one. He's played we've had two seasons. We've got half two half seasons out of him. His goal yeah. returns not not bad from the games he's played, but yeah. no good if you're always on the treatment table, is it really? Never injured for Tramia, comes to Pullman Road. That's weird. Yeah. Like free ops. <laughs> well, I don't, don't like talking about injuries, even though we went up. I think we fielded, we could have fielded 12 players at, at three separate points last season for about three or four weeks. We had nine I know different... it was different, Tom. It was a bit of a different season, you know, with COVID. We had a lot of midweek games. Um, but 
this can't happen again. It, it can't be this season that we have another massive injury list. They've they've really ramped, uh, revamped the um, the sports science. I think we've had what four or five guys come in, Matt. Yeah, I mean that it started with kind of Gary Roberts coming in as Cook's kind of assistant, and then Franny Jeffers has, has followed. Yeah, and we've got this whole sort of new physio sports science people have been brought in. Cook's army, I guess. I suppose the one of the big outs, Rich, is that's divided opinion is Dazelle, isn't it? A lot of people thought like with Andre Dazelle that he could we should keep him because he's a good player. We've obviously got the history of the club because of his dad Jason. And then there's others. I mean Rich was a big Dazelle fan and myself, I was like, you know, he's not a very physical player. Maybe a bit of a luxury. Maybe a bit of a luxury. There was an argument there that with better players he'd perform better. Which is why people think he'll do all right at QPR in the championship. That remains to be seen, doesn't it? But him and Downs, Downs, we think he's going to follow somewhere. Well, he's, he's another one. Talented, talented lad, Downs, last year, start of the season, put in a transfer request, rumoured Crystal Palace. Mm. That didn't materialise. I think he played, what, 17 games last year. Rumours that he asked for another transfer. Um, good play. I think he's a good player, Flynn Downs, but he's Physical, obviously he? not, not, not part of Cook's plans. And he's mm. probably. I think Bournemouth, there's a couple of other championship teams after him. Look, he's, he's a talented lad, but Cook needs people now. He doesn't, like Matt, Matt said before on our pod, you, Ipswich Town were built on like youngsters, you know, bringing through your academy. And, and I agree with Matt. Matt has said, he don't care where they come from. You just need 11 people. Well, yeah. 11, you, you subs and that. But just to get the job done, you know, it's too, I think our fan base, they're a bit weird, Tom, because you think, we need a massive clear-out. Yeah, everyone agrees. And then some of the youngsters go and they're like, oh, don't get rid of him, don't get rid of him. He's come through the academy. And you think, <laughs> well, you can't have it both ways. It just needs that broom to clear out the lot of them and then we'll see what we do this season. Yeah. I think like, I think like a lot of our fans, like Richard alluded to there, see our youngsters with like these rose-tinted spectacles. Like we've went down to them. I was going, oh, I'm going to get about six or seven mil for him. And then Palace come in, they're like 800 grand. <laughs> The reality yeah. suddenly comes back. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. a bit like you. I think because you've been stagnant, well, you're a stagnant championship for a while and then obviously coming down, then nothing's really materialised from these youth players. And I think if, if they were that good, you'd, you'd be setting the world on fire a little bit more. But yeah, they, get, they, get, they get a sort of, oh, we done really well in the championship when you finish sort of 12th, 13th most seasons. So that, you know, don't get me wrong, they're probably star star players within a sort of average side but yes. you need players that like you say a mixture of youth but definitely experience and, and proven yeah. quality and league one only in my opinion gets a little bit harder than the championship because you need to be rough and ready for that league as well as having that sort of spark play which yeah. go on to now because you've made some cracking signings mm. um so burns evans harper which i think is a phenomenal sign and don't know you know, people don't know too much about him, but he's been talked about for many years now and it's yeah. to sign him is brilliant. And Bon is phenomenal. He's got, I think he can definitely do it at League One and he knows where the goal is. I think he just needs a good season under his belt. Um, and for the two the two that I like the most um, is Piggott and Fraser. Um, the one I like the most though is Piggott. Um, 22 goals, six assists last season, I think in around 52 games. Mm. In a Wimbledon side that struggled, clearly, um, Watched him at Bloomfield Road, watched him at their ground and watched him a few times last season. And I've, I haven't seen a striker lead the line and be that commanding in, in a relatively average side. Don't get me wrong, they, they played us off the park at Bloomfield Road and I hold my hands up to that. But he had some really good intelligence about him. He's only 27, you know, two or three, four years under, you know, left in him. And I think at good 
fitness and you know strength etc don't see him dying out because that sort of striker that can burst through a defense but also can hold the ball up and and play another player so i think you've got a well-rounded striker for league one there um out of those which are you most excited to see or which are you most happy about um i'm pretty excited by all of them <laughs> to be honest with you i mean we had a friend of mine came on who's a west brom fan chris hall told us a little bit more about harper and said he'd been they had to like really fight tooth for now to stop him from going to celtic he was even linked to juventus at some at one yeah, point he's linked abroad a couple of times as well. yeah yeah he was yeah yeah so and he kind of said as an outsider looking in you almost like you're building for a, a championship squad yeah. <laughs> you know you're building a team for the season that follows this one but i mean probably one that i'm looking forward to the most actually is is the keeper Kladke, who we've got Kladke, from yeah. salford who obviously did really well up in Scotland and then then that move to Salford. Because our keeper was Thomas Holy, another another Czech keeper like Hladke, and like and he's really tall, but you know, we did no one really knew whether or not he was good enough really for Ipswich Town. Because we've had a history of really good keepers. Um, Kelvin Davis being one, Richard Wright being another, and you go all the way back to the 80s, Paul Cooper. So the keeper's always been a real prominent position for town fans. But uh Wes Burns is another one. I remember watching him for Fleetwood, and we was he was one that we we kind of said on the pod. It'd be good to get. Not thinking we would get him. <laughs> we thought probably yeah. like half of the championship would probably get him. And Rich has kind of said on the pod a few times, Pigger is a could do it, could do a job for us. I mean, I guess you know he scored those twenty goals for Wimbledon, but I guess they were quite direct play, were they Wimbledon? In order for him, I don't. But they literally played us off the park at Bloomfield Road. We, we, you know, don't get me wrong. We took control a little bit, went one nil up. But we, when you let them play, I mean, they had three or four. Maxwell made some phenomenal saves, one from Piggott. and they can be direct. But at the same time, they do like to play a bit of football as well. So yeah. I, I know watching Ipswich over the years as well, you, you've had that era of really good football. Like I'm being at home, was it with Magilton for a very long time, etc. Just played some good football, but you've also played some really poor football and gone quite direct and. <laughs> You know, you know, hence why you're in League One now. But yeah. I think the players you're bringing in, with the likes of um, Fraser and Piggott, I think yeah. Paul Cook's looking to play a very different way this season. But also, Paul Cook's the type of manager that's going to bring very good experience. And if he needs to go long, he's going to have the players to do it very well. We saw it with Gillingham last year. You don't play football the right way, in inverted commas. And you know, some some goals that Gillingham scored last season, and some against Ipswich on the counter attack. Were lightning quick on the counter attack, yeah. 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 and then all of a sudden, you're playing a you know a, ball, a long ball to Graham, who's playing a long ball into the box, and Dane Lowe's got a header on, so they can yeah. hit you on the counter, they can hit you with a long ball, and it takes a very good manager at League One to to work that out, and when's the right time to do it? I think predominantly you're playing some good, you're going to play some really good football next year, but you've also now got the players to go direct with quality and not just aimlessly lumping the ball up front. So yeah. I agree with you there, Tom, because. Like we touched on Dazelle, we had some of these young kids who are, I'd say, they're nice footballers, but not in in this league. You can't just play good football. Like when when Lambert was there, we were like a possession based. We'd knock it about for fun in the middle of the pitch. No threat up front. Now look, we, we're built on Ipswich Town playing good football. But like you said, when you go to say somewhere on a Tuesday night, say we've got to go to Rotherham on a Tuesday. I went there uh, the first season under Lambert. We got beaten up by then twice, home yeah. and away. They mm -hmm. got pace, they got power. Now, I look at these signings. That Raheem Harper, he is an absolute unit, yeah. you know, but he's a decent footballer as well. Look, they're all... Ex Lee Evans, good signing. He's going to probably sit in the middle of the park. 
possibly might be captain. I'm not sure he's been captain in the two friendly so far. Yeah. yeah, he was in the in the behind um, closed doors game at Fulham. But yeah, Piggott for me, I, I said many times on the pod, he's a type of striker. I think he'll guarantee you 20 goals. And another thing I like, we're signing these players. They've been playing. You know, I know we had a bad injury record last season. These these lads have been playing 40, 50 games, and that's what we need. You need robust players who can play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. It's a slog this league. It's not going to be. Mm. a cakewalk you know I know we've signed some good players I've looked at the betting I think we're second favourites maybe favourites with some bookies any town fans out there who think we're just going to walk this league that is not going to happen you have to earn the right you know to play your football we've got we've got quite a kind start we had two kind starts under Lambert we absolutely flew out the blocks and look what happened then so it's 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 like you it's like you look it's not how you start it's how you finish Look at Blackpool. Yeah. Prime example last season. Pre-season, we got a bit clouded. I think we were 3-0 up against Everton. They've had seven first-teamers out. Within 17 minutes, we were 3-0 up. And we bought this brand of football pre-season, which we thought, we're going to win League One. No doubt about it. And then all of a sudden, we started playing some games. And we got schooled by Wimbledon away. And we, we had a bit of a, you know, we, we had Plymouth first game of the season. They hit us whatever it was, 10th minute, and then we had about 72% possession, just didn't score. And then we were conceding sloppy goals. And then, like I said to you, just pre, pre-coming pre on the pod, we got colder within. He just gave us that reassurance, a bit like Paul Cook would give any team as well. And that's why I think he'll care 10 times more than Lambert ever did, because by the end of it, I was sick and tired of Lambert, let alone you guys. So um, I think I think it brings me nicely on to my next question and a couple of others on the socials as well. I brought this in, but... Judging by the signings you've got, who else do, do you want to bring in? Well, well, we're linked with um, Burson Selina, who was um, we had on loan when Mick was there. He's in um, France with Dijon, and there's been quite strong rumours with him and Matt Crooks from Rotherham. You know, it's it's a bit interesting there because they're in Hungary at the minute. Paul Warren keeps name dropping town, but he says there's two championship clubs after him, but he doesn't name them. And I'm thinking, I think you're playing a bit of a game. I think that'll be a bit of a reach to get him because I think Crooks he's had a taste of the championship last season and he'd done fairly well for Rotherham in a struggling team and I think what is he 27 now I think he probably fancies a bit of that it all depends doesn't it if he's got a year left at Rotherham they want a certain fee are we prepared to pay it and can we sort of twist his arm to say listen we only want to be in this league another season give it give it a season with us and then you'll be in the championship. He would, if we sign Matt Crooks, I think that would be a massive signing because I see him. I've seen him plenty of times. I see him the first season we got relegated at Portman Road, and absolutely, and he just he was physical, but he can play as well. So think- them two, and we definitely need one, possibly two centre backs. We need a commanding one. We went for um, Sonny Bradley from Luton. We were um, early in the window, and we thought we were going to get him, but I think he was probably. He was using this as a bargaining tool and he got a new contract out of it at Luton. So someone in his ilk who we've got Luke Wolfenden, who is a he's not a bad defender. I don't know what Matt thinks. You could get someone to play with him. We've also got Toto Enciala, who um he is a walking penalty any Matt. He gives away about three or four a season. Good squad player, but we can't be building a a, a league. Yeah, he can play in that. But saying that Saying that the keeper we signed is quite he's quite good at saving penalties. So if Toto does actually give away a couple, maybe he'll save them and get him out of jail. Yeah. 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 I think um a centre back 
I think you need to dip into the loan market a little bit. I mean, I was devastated to lose Ballard when we lost him to, to Millwall this season, but if he wanted to stay closer to home. But I've never seen such a commanding young lad play at the back and his, his championship stand by every stretch of imagination. And when you've got players like Holden in the Arsenal side, you wonder why he's not starting for them. Um, it, you know, you need to dip into the loan market to add that bit of experience or quality into it somewhere where, you know, a Premier League club or a championship club is going to But it's funny that. Tom saying that because... When you look at it last season, how many clean sheets did we keep, Matt? Was it about seventeen? Yeah, it was quite a few. And it, that wasn't well, that wasn't the real issue, was it? The, um, you, the, yes and no. I think you know you, you do build from the back and all that. But yeah, if I you said you've been three or four of your defenders, you would have. And it's only because Lambert set up to be defensive. Did you keep those clean sheets? And yeah, I know some of the times you're unlucky not to. You know, you're lucky not to concede. And you know, and some of the times, yeah, you didn't win games and you were unlucky, but. It's a bit like that England syndrome, isn't it? You know, you, you should have gone for the kill a little bit more if you had the quality to do so, um, and he didn't, so he didn't have confidence in his players. And with no strikers, there was a there was a lot of what we call on our on talking town we call stat padding, which we get from like the NFL, where it was a lot of just passing through the midfield yeah. back to the defense, yeah, yeah. back to the keeper, back through the defense, back to the midfield, and that we had great possession stats. And like Lambert would come out and go, incredible performance. Look at our possession stats, and he's like, we had one shot. Yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> Um, Matt, coming on to to the signings, I know we spoke a little bit yeah. about about them and who you'd probably want, but um, Fraser is going to bring another level to your team. So Piggott Pig and Fraser for me yeah. are championship quality. I'd have I'd have both at Blackpool, no, no doubt about it. And those two for me are the two marquee signings so far this window. Mm. 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 What kind of system do you think? Cook is going to bring because I know he favours four two three one, but it's yes. going to be very difficult to ignore the the the, the strikers you've got. Not not yeah. only Norwood, but you've got Bond, and now you've got Piggott, and now you've got Frey yeah. playing in that can position. So, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. think it, do you think he'll still stick to his guns and play four two three one, or do you think yes. he will change it up? He has as he has said in the local paper in the East Anglian Daily Times. He has said, "I'm not ruling out playing two strikers." And we were told when he did come into town, he will never deviate from four two three one. But now he's got this kind of this abundance of riches coming in. He might be foolish just to you know to keep Bonnell Piggott onto the bench. It'd be interesting to see how Bond does because he obviously went did score a lot of goals for Orient when they got promoted under Justin yeah. Edinburgh. God bless him. Yeah, um, and he went straight to the championship, didn't he? So he's kind of missed out this kind of the the, the league two into league one. So it'd be interesting to see how he does. I expect him to probably do very well and get into double figures quite easily. But it's, I get the impression probably, you know, Cook, we've been told Cook will do 4 2 3 1, but I do think now in his mind, he's thinking about other, you know, might he, might he do 4 3 3, might he do other other formations, you know. He did kind of experiment last season with that because he didn't really trust any of the players. So he was trying to find a formation, wasn't he, Rich, that he felt like they would fit into. As it turned out, they didn't fit into anything. <laughs> and he's popped <laughs> off <of> them out. <laughs> But nine, it, nine, one, nine one zero. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like right. you say, I mean, we're in a different position here, and probably in a different position than when he won the title with Chesterfield, and and, and uh, when he got Wigan promoted. In the fact that you know he's had a bit of, I wouldn't call it an open checkbook, but he's certainly probably the first time in his career he's been able to actually yeah. say, "I want that player," and we've been able to go and get him. And then maybe he's now thinking a little bit about different tactics. But I hope he's not caught in two minds because I don't think it would be very good for us to go into the season where he's thinking, oh, I'm a 4 3 2 one, I'm a 4 4 2. You know, you want, a, you want a good tactic as you go into the season, don't you? Yeah, just just on that, I think 
the, the bond the bond move just going back to it the fact he's gone on loan says to me that you know qpr are bringing a good ilk of players in recently and it wouldn't surprise me if they're top eight in the championship maybe even top six or club next season with the quality they've got and there's a reason he hasn't said you can have him i think at, at, at charlton as well you've got to remember i think he played about 30 odd games and he scored about 11 11 or 12 goals so there's a yeah. player in there and at league one it's it's a very difficult league, but it doesn't take also a striker just to have that spark in him to, to score 20, 25 goals. And we saw it with a lot of players last year. Look at White. You know, he was on fire last season, but previous to that, absolutely. Yeah, weird. When we had that so, weird Daryl Murphy, when he got yeah, yeah, goals yeah. out of nowhere for us. <laughs> yeah, so you, you, you get that. And, it, you know, it could be sort of his year if he's getting starts, but you, you've got an embarrassment of riches with, you know, with the few up front that you've got. You just need to probably sort out defensively. And yeah. bring, brings me on to the next one. I was going to say, Tom, just, just on that, who, out of them three, Norwood, Piggott, Bon, if you played one up front, who would you play? Piggott, 100%. Yeah, definitely. He would yeah. be for me. I'm, he could play. Bond could play in one of the wide roles. He's not really done that, but it, I would play Bond and Piggott. I would play Bond and Piggott. I would. I'd laugh off Norwood personally. I'm very cutthroat when it comes to decisions, and I'd laugh off Norwood despite him being a player at Tranmere. But Don't worry, I'm in the same camp as you. I'm not his yeah. biggest fan. Um, a lot of our don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's a good finisher, but for me, is uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, Bon, I know what Bond can do. I've seen him quite a lot of Leighton Orient, I know a few Leighton Orient fans, and I saw him at Charlton. He's got that bit of explosive pace, and I think if he's playing with someone like Piggott, despite only being 27, knows League One inside out, and I think showed last year just what he can do. And now you've got players like Fraser around him, Harper, yes. um, Evans, Burns coming off the wing. He, he, he's going to, in my opinion, providing you, you, know, you gel, is going to score goals for fun. If he can score 20-odd yeah. at Wimbledon, he can certainly do the same at Ipswich. Yeah. So, yeah. fingers crossed for you that he can do that, but at the yeah. same time, you need it to work. So, leads me on to my next question. I'll come to you first, Rich. Expectations going to new season. I'll, I'll bring in the social media question, which was um, from Matt, who does does the third tier with me. He asked, do you genuinely think you can be competitive at the top end of the table this year, or is there that, that nagging doubt that it's going to take a while for your players to gel? I'll come to you first, Rich. Um, look, football for me, they, they go on about people gelling. It's the same size pitch. It's the same size goals. You know, they, they know what they're doing. These are, they're not kids who he's signing. You're signing players, they're 27 years of age. They know the league. They know what it takes. It might take, we've got quite a good start. The first five games, I think we've got, um, we start with Morecambe. We've got Cheltenham, Burton, M, uh, MK Dons and one other at home. So quite a kind start. Um, but it's it's expectation, you know. With with the the new owners coming, the new manager, new signings, we're selling. Um, I think we're seventy percent up on selling shirts because we've got Ed Sheeran's uh, sponsor all over them. So it's expectations, you know. Season tickets are we're selling them well. If I sat here now and said, if you give me a playoff place, I would take that now. I would. But saying that, look, I'd love to top two, but it just. It all depends because it's not a gimme, us turning up, running through the league. There's going to be a lot of teams, you know, Sunderland will be up there, Chol, another four, Portsmouth. Interesting well, how Lincoln get on from uh, last season. Uh, uh, this is what I wrote down just off the top of my head, and I know I should know League One uh, very well, obviously doing the third tier, but 
I was thinking about Ipswich, and this is without mentioning you. You've got Sunderland, Charlton, Oxford, Lincoln, Wickham, Pompey, Bolton, MK Dons, Wigan, and yourselves. Rotherham, throw them in. They're always a decent, um, decent League One team. Arguably, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, despite their problems, I really hope they get sorted out. But um, honestly, those teams there are going to want playoffs. Um, their investment in the team, um, I think Bolton got Sheenan from from Newport and that they've signed some really decent signings just and having League One quality. Now, I think if you can have the unity and you, and you say, yeah, there are 11 players on the pitch and it just means they can turn up because they know League One and stuff. I know you're not saying it's a gimme just like that, but at the same time, I've, you've seen it years and years and years throughout Blackpool when they got promoted to the Premier League. You've had Burnley when they've been promoted. You've had Hull when they've been promoted. You've had Morecambe, not the most incredible team on paper, but they've got that unity and they've got that manager that knows the players inside out. Now, you've got a very good team on paper, but it doesn't mean you are just going to have 11 players on the pitch and turn up. We've seen last year the toll, not only that COVID had, I get that, but just how long a League One season can be, even with just normal postponements due to Weber, your squad is very good, probably 1-15, to 15, but they also haven't played together and, and they don't know each other as well as Sunderland do, for example. So, Matt, I'll pose the question to you. What do you genuinely see? And obviously, now you've got a few players to come in and go out, but what do you genuinely see from Ipswich next season? Yeah, I think, like, <clears throat> you know, we'll go over the last two seasons and probably Ipswich fans will probably think we'd walk the division. I mean, I'm just, I'm just sort of working it out myself for the moment. You know, there's, there's eight clubs in there that have been up through the Championship and into the Premier League. Eight have just made it to the Championship, come back down again, and eight have flowed around League One and Two. So it's almost like a Championship Two, if you want to call it that way. So I think, you know, it's better on the backside where we thought we were going to walk it. So I'm probably with Rich this time, maybe a little bit more conservative and say top six is, is, is going to be par for us. But like you say, with these signings coming in, I think a lot of fans are looking at us and thinking, oh, they're going to win the. They're going to win the league, which is fine for them to say it. But I think maybe we need to tailor our expectations a little bit. And you know, Tuesday night we was at Bury St Edmunds for the Bury Town Ipswich game, and we oh, spoke. To you, <laughs> yeah, we spoke to we spoke to uh, Paul Cook after the game, and he uh, he said, you know, when we had our good friend Colin with us as well, and he said, you know, Cook said it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be difficult. We've got a culture to turn around. We've got a culture that hasn't been used to winning for a long, long time. You know, I mean. But, I, I mean, I used to work at the FA and when I was at Wembley Stadium, I used to talk to people, the pros that used to come in, he'd say he was an Ipswich fan, they'd go, that is a team that's underachieving. That's a team that's embraced mediocrity. And I think, you know, Paul Cook's recognised that feeling and he's trying to kind of turn it around. Whether or not he can turn it around in this one season, I don't know. But as I said earlier, it does feel like he's building a team for the championships. So I hope so. But maybe top six should be just our par, I think. Yeah. I'll, just very quickly, I won't share my screen, but I'll go through some of the signings. Like Wimbledon have signed four or five players. Accrington have signed seven or eight. Bolton have signed five or six of championship quality. You've got Declan, John, you've got um, Sheen, in which, uh, Sheen, which I've talked yeah. about. Will Amonson from Plymouth. Bakayoko from Coventry. Now, even Burton have signed extremely well. They're, they're, How they're many Sunderland signed, Tom? How many Sunderland signed? I know they signed Alex Pritchard. Uh, they have signed, I think... Five, four, five. See the thing. The yeah. thing that I like in this window Richard is Kenny Evans and Doyle. Um, Doyle being already just judge, judging by a friendly, um, judging by a, a few clips you've seen. But he's that type of player who just just looks levels above League One already. Um, you just got to be. I don't know. Just got to be careful. Would Would it be classed as a failure if you didn't hit playoffs? Uh, yeah, I think it'd be a massive failure. But just going back on the transfers, I think it's nice at the minute. 
like last season, we signed Stephen Ward, Ollie Hawkins, and Di Cornell. Three free transfers. And you're thinking, yeah. this is completely different. And now it's nice that when you go on social media, you've got other teams. We're getting these players like Sunderland. They wanted Piggott. There was there was some championship teams in for Piggott and Fraser, but they're choosing to come to us. You yeah. know, and it's nice because we've not had this the last few years. We've just had free transfers, you know, and just sort of got on with it. So, but I just hope that our supporters, you've got to have a bit of realism. You know, look, we're all excited going into the first season, for them to the first game. Hopefully we can all go back to the stadium. You know, we've, we've been away for so long, but just temper that a little bit. And if it doesn't start off well, look, it's, this is football. You, you know what it's like. If we say we're sort of 10th in the league come about October, you, there's going to be calls for Cook said, isn't there? That's just, let that's me just put, football. Let me put last year's league table after 23 games up. <laughs> so it's just, just yeah. this is an audio pod Doncaster at top Lincoln a second you've got Pompey fourth or fifth you know Ipswich, unfortunately ninth <laughs> just about where you set up Burton are bottom um, they finished what 11th 12th whatever it was but incredible turnaround Amazing. I think they were, they were about second they are about second or third weren't they on their form yeah, yeah. Came you, have in. Think, you have to think they're going to do alright if they can get off to a good start with Jimmy Floyd again yeah. My point being, I think, yeah, Burton are going to be the MK Dons. The signings they've made are genuinely... We had we, we had a MK fan on um, our Thursday show, Tom, yeah. and he was... Uh, he was... Because obviously we had him on because of Scott Fraser. He's a little bit worried. They've they've lost Cameron Jerome. He's gone to Luton. Uh, lost, a little um, bit worried. They're right another, there, um, Young right back, haven't they, as well? Yeah, but they're, they're my outside shout for playoffs, MK Dons, because... They play some really good football. Scott Twine, I think he's a fantastic really signing for them. I think I'd have, I'd, he was on my list for town. I'd have definitely took him as. I just think there's always one surprise team, isn't there, who comes out the pack and you don't really think about. And I think that might be them this season. Well, you've got Wigan. Yeah, I mean, look, Charlie Wyke up top for them. Yeah, well, that's what we spoke about. Is, is he going to replicate mm. that? But they've got Humphreys from Rochdale, who I'm excited to see what he does in their team. White, yeah. Amos, Max Power from Sunderland, Cousins, yeah. Tom Naylor from Pompey, obviously got Edwards from Ipswich. Um, um, you know, so they're and they they're building on what they were achieving sort of last year as well. So the league's yeah. going to be so so tough this year. And like I said, you've got yeah. twelve teams that could genuinely make playoffs, and arguably probably. T- probably six that could make top two so it's the most competitive league um league one i've seen for decades and, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, i hate to say it again because we know we've gone up and we've got our year ahead but i'm generally glad blackpool got up when they did because that league doesn't look very nice on paper with the quality that's in it and the players that are in it as well. a lot of contenders it's gonna be entertaining as well isn't it which is oh, good yeah. the football should be decent as well yeah yeah, so, yeah. um We'll move on to our next next question. So we're just we're just for the for the listeners. Uh, you both want playoffs. If not, that we class as a failure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll ask the two Blackpool questions first. Uh, Nick has asked, should he put you in your accumulator for? Should he put you in his accumulator for promotion this season? Is that top two or via the playoffs as well? It's promotion. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Go for okay. it. Yeah. Yes, Nick, accumulator promotion. Uh, and Joe uh, replicates my question. Why the hell do you always beat Blackpool? <laughs> <laughs> Rhetorical. Oh, it, it was a strange one, wasn't it? We beat you home and away last season. Yet you romped yeah. into third place. It was really, really odd. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, playing the Upland Field Road would be kind of... 
Was we it played it at the wrong time. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. You, Critch, Critchley, isn't it? Critch, Neil Critchley? Yeah, yeah, Neil Critchley. Yeah, he was still finding his feet a little bit with you, wasn't he? I yeah, think. ironically, I'll, I'll write back Gabriel, who's one of my players of the season. <laughs> they wanted him shipped out after that game because he was absolutely shambolic. But yeah, yeah no. Um, unfortunately, we can replicate it for the rest of the season, but we can't really answer that one, Joe. And I'd like to know the same, but I'm glad we're not playing the next season. That's all I know. Um, John, uh, who's an MK Dons fan, you might know him. John Harry is on Twitter. He's a very um, evening, John. Um, hope you're well. But he's asked, do you feel defensively sort? And he alluded to the fact you want to sign some centre backs, but do you feel defensively confident? Yeah. What, what do you think, really? I'm, I'm, I'm still. I mean, I'm, I think we still need another left back, even though we've got Matt Penny in. With yeah. pedigree from Sheffield Wednesday, and obviously went on loan to St. Pauli. I, I mean, we've been linked with Hayden Coulson at Middlesbrough. I think he's a good player. So we could bring he him in. He young player of the year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's decent. So there's talk of maybe swapping him. Warnock said they'd be interested in maybe a, a Downs Coulson swap. That could happen. I really like that lad at Wednesday. Was it Dunkley? He's been linked a lot. Yeah, we Cookie had him at Wigan, didn't he? So I've yeah. got our back, our back four at the minute is Kane Vincent Young, but we don't know if he's fit because he had <laughs> a, he'd done his shoulder at the end of the season. Hopefully he'd, yeah. he'd start. You've got Wolfram and Toto and then... Like you alluded to, Matt Matt Penny, and I don't know a lot about him. We had a Wednesday fan on, uh, and he raved about him, and he wished they kept him. And yeah. it goes yeah. back to when when um, George Burley was manager. We signed um, I don't know if you remember Tom Jamie Clapham. We signed from Spurs. Absolutely, came in, yeah, Jamie came, in Clapham, yeah. came in on a free transfer with not a lot of fanfare, and he turned out to be a great player, didn't he, Matt? Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, so. Good Sometimes these players you don't know a lot about, but I would probably think that he'll sign a left back and at least at least one centre back. I think. Yes. So no yeah. is the, the answer, but you need signings are going to come in. Hopefully, uh, Kurt. Well, I don't know if he's an Ipswich fan, but I assume he is judged by the question. Um, Might be Curtis. There, Curtis Jones, yeah. possibly. Uh, is there an update on Crook, Selena, and Gibson? Um, oh yeah. Honestly, Selena would be obviously for, for nostalgic reasons, and in my opinion, can, he'll be uh, if he can find it in him to, to sort of stay fit and, and and cause problems. He'll be a cut yeah. above League One as well. But it's just a question if you do get. Selena him, is a yeah. Selena is a funny one. because you have this kind of like this some kind of wage turnover protocol, isn't there in League One? Not anymore. Think, oh, is it not? The wage the wage cap thing got. Got dismissed in it in the end. I think. Oh no! No, in terms of you can only spend a certain amount of. Oh, 60%, yeah, yeah, sixty percent, yeah. yeah, 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 I, I think there's. Uh, I think there's a feeling that if they, if they match what Selena's doing at uh, Dijon, it would take them over that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. What do you think, Rich? I, with Selena? I did say on today's pod, um, if we sign Crooks and Selena, you might as well give us a trophy now, Tom. <laughs> Look, I, yeah, I mean, Selena would be phenomenal, but does, does, I mean, I know Selena played, played, obviously played for you really well and, and played in the championship as well, but does he bring some, some, some attitude with him or does he, does he, he said he he worth... when, he first, when he first signed for us on loan, he was like, he didn't look very happy when he was so, you know, the old shirt thing, he yeah, like didn't yeah, smile yeah. and it, that, that was like, went a bit viral. Yeah. Didn't look like he was happy to be there, but, you but know, when he played, he, he, you know, he was yeah. clearly... And we understand he really enjoyed his time at town as well. I mean, bloody hell, he scored like three absolute worldies and they won our best goal, runner-up and third place. Oh, it, it was a bit yeah. funny because the fans liked him. I went to Burton away and we, we were singing for him. He was on the bench and Mick was manager. And yeah. Mick, you know, Mick, stubborn Yorkshireman, he was like, the more they sing, I'm not going to bring it. He bring, brought him on for about 
10 minutes to the end. He scored a world of a free kick to win the game, threw his shirt in the crowd and then remembered that he had to get it back because he's going to play. Look, he's he's a frust- I'd say he's a frustrating player. He's a typical winger, you know, he'll you'll probably won't even know he's playing. And then all of a sudden, you remember that goal he scored against Leeds, Matt? He just yeah, come brilliant. inside on his, on his from the left, right foot, about 25 yards and straight in the top corner. So, mm. in this league, I think it'd be a fantastic signing. It's, mm. It would, it but you've just got a question whether it's worth the risk or do you go for someone, I don't know. It, with, with Like Matt's alluded to, someone who earns that much wage, you, you do question whether it is worth it in the end and do you focus your... Your energy on someone like Crooks, but Crooks for me, you're going to need to pay 1.5 million and anything over that, two million, three million, whatever it is, whatever quote and triple figures from what you've offered already. I don't think any more than two million for League One. It would be a player ready made for the Championship, of course, but if you don't go up, it's another McGeady, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Paying a lot of money, and it's. They don't. I mean, the money's there. They could pay for him if they wanted to. Of course, of course. They think he's got a year left on his contract. (laughs) That's probably the sticking point, I think. I would, I would imagine Robin would sell for a million, but I mean we, we're well below that at the moment. I don't think we've offered more than five hundred yet. Have we, Rich? I, yeah, I think personally, K, personally, I think he'll go to the Championship, Crooks. I think there'll be some. I think I think Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough are after him. Derby. He would well, go to uh, Derby. Can't afford him, can they? He was linked. He was linked to Derby, and of course, that he was in Rotherham, wouldn't it? It's an easy commute, isn't it? He could stay where they're he is. Really, yeah, but they ain't paying for him up. They, they can't no. afford it. They're in, they're I wonder if they can buy him. Free transfer. They got a Luco. That's and... interesting. Who were they playing today, Tom? Because I see United. they um yeah. they played a friendly, and like when you normally have a few trialists play, and they don't put the names up, and I think they had four or five. A Luco was playing. Yeah. I can't remember. On the paper, the team looked okay, but they're in trouble. They haven't got anyone in depth. But they'll struggle. They'll they struggle again this season. I think they lost two, two or three nil. But um, they'll struggle again, Derby. I do wonder. I do wonder, Rich, if Town will go back in for Crooks. Now they've got Fraser, but I do know Crooks can play a multitude of positions, can't he? He can play wide. He can play yeah. second striker. He can play CDM if he wants to. This is what yeah. I think. He, Cook wants a smaller squad, so I think that would work, Matt. If you sign someone like Crooks, yeah. if you sign someone like Crooks, look, I'd, I'd get rid of him anyway. He's in the last year's contract. I think that would phase Nord out. You'd have Bond, you'd have Pigger, and you could have Crooks who plays up there. We've, look, we've also. Do you want Caden Jackson, Tom? He's available. Still there, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm all right. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I answered your question, Curtis, but Crooks, we don't know. Selena, they would like, and Gibson, who knows? Um, uh, he's at Reading, wasn't yeah. he, Gibson? He was at, he was at Reading, wasn't yeah. he? He's, um, I think he's got a year left at Everton. He's not obviously going to play there, is he? He's a bit, a little bit like Luke Garbutt. Who we had on loan, and obviously now he's um he's doing his doing his stuff yeah. for you. So mm. Gibson would have, I think, was he at Fleetwood as well? Gibson, I think he played there. Loan before, yeah, he was on loan yeah. there, so he knows the league. I still want that commanding. You, you Tony Mowbray, you, you Jason DeVos, someone in that ilk. That's who I want. An organizer who's probably going to be captain as well. I would have thought yeah. get that centre yeah. half in. When when Joe Royal was like technical, one of the technical directors, I think. At, um, Everton, we had really good links to them. We got Cam- Callum Connolly in. That lad, Grant, came in, didn't he, Rich? Um, Garber, obviously. So, I mean, look, Franny Jeffers is in the backroom staff now. I know he was the like, manager there, 23's reserves. Maybe he's putting some strings maybe to get him in. I don't know. But, we've, yeah, historically, we've had good links with Everton. It'd be interesting to see you ship out and get back in. But yeah. last, last couple of questions. So, um, Matt, who's a Blackpool fan, has asked, who is your, who, who, in your opinion, is going to be your breakout player this year? 
Uh, well, I mean, it could be anything, new signings, couldn't it? I think it could be, you know, we've lacked so many goals, haven't we, Rich, over the last couple of seasons. If Piggott suddenly hits double figures, 15 plus, it's probably going to be him. Fraser, maybe, in terms of assists, you know, we've got very few assists in the last, probably, probably last five years, yeah. in all honesty. You haven't got um, goals, you haven't got assists. <laughs> you know, this Ladkey could, could, could make a name as a keeper. Could be any one of those signings, in all honesty. I'm going for Armando Dobra. So young, young, young. Um, is he Albanian, Matt? Albanian, yeah. Yeah, he's. He tried to ship him out. Tried to ship him out last season, Lambert on loan, and he dug his heels in. He's got a bit. Colin, who comes on our show, he's got a bit of devilment in him. I like him. He's 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 not very tall. He's quite small, sort of low centre centre of gravity. But I think with a bit of decent coaching. I really think he could be an asset. This I'm not going to say he's going to be playing every week, but um, maybe I'm a bit blinded because he's come through the academy. But I, I think personally, I think he he could be a sort of a wild card who we don't know what we're going to get. I think it's a big season for him because I think if he doesn't make it this season, I think he that could be sort of the end of him at town. But yeah, Armando Dobra, keep your eye on him. He's been he's been on the radar, Tom, as well. Like Brighton offered like a nominal fee for him, like I don't know, two hundred grand or something. But yeah, he's a ball. He's a, he's a bit of a baller. But like Rich said, he's a bit of devilment as well. He got he got into a bit of a ruckus at Accrington Stanley. Uh, wasn't it? Accrington Stanley got sent off. Yeah, <laughs> he had a six foot six foot six six foot six centre half, and he's about yeah. five foot four, and he was having a fucking Get at him. Yeah, scrappy dude. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, he. For young, for young player, from what I've heard of him, yeah, he is decent. And like you say, maybe some of that comes off the bench at Neil Neil to excite Portman Road and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. make something happen. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, last question. It's a bit of a dull one from myself, really, but obviously with with Ed Sheeran coming in, etc., and shirt sales are going really well. What what's what's the season tickets looking like? Because I know Ipswich fans come in their drives and then leave, leave in their thousands as well. So very um yeah. only fan base when things like that. We 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 think they're probably. I don't know we 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 feel like as a podcast on Talking Town, we feel like that the, the, they're doing good numbers, but the club are probably announcing them drip feeding it. We think we'll probably get to something like 15, 16 is what we think. I think they're about thirteen at the minute, but I think yeah. if you signed if you signed the Crooks or, a or if you signed the Selena or if you signed yeah. both of them, I think a lot of people will, look they're sitting up and taking notice now with the business that we've done. But if you got yeah. them two in, I think um, yeah, but I, I do. We've probably got a. 10,000 hardcore fans and then we've got a lot yeah. of floating fans haven't we Matt if we, if we do yeah. well if we're doing well this season we'll probably be pushing 20,000 I would I would have thought yeah. and yeah, you know you, you, you know your away games a lot of them will be sold out you probably struggle to get some tickets for like your, maybe your Cambridge will be a, that's a popular game it's local but yeah it's exciting yeah, at the, the minute the away support has always been phenomenal remember at the start of last season the season yes. before that, like Peterborough and stuff I've always I've always um you know, been in awe of your away fans, very decent, but it's just but we, when you're at home is, is what stuck with me, especially growing up in Ipswich. It was always when you're doing well and when you're not, like, they sort of disappeared. But yeah. I think, like most football fans, to be honest with you, I can't criticise, you know, I'm sure all clubs have been through the same. We're too but, nice. We're too nice at home, Tom. It's, it's a nice place to come and play. And it is, yeah. Some of these Lovely places you go. Well. Yeah, it's, know, well, but... that's another thing. That's another thing. They're, they're, um, they're having a Deso pitch put in next season. That's, that's another thing. Just... Quickly going back to like the stadium, that that's another area that he's um, sort of cut back on Evans. And have you ever seen the dugouts at Portman Road? 
Absolutely, mate. Yeah, Absolute shithole. <laughs> Shocking. So I think they're going to do everything. They're going to put some undersaw eating in, new pitch. They're yeah. doing a the track round, and then they're going to put new um, new dugout. Because some of them have, like them, what are them, like reclining seats, heated seats, yeah. everything now, isn't it? And we've got, like, just plastic seats that you sit on in the stand put, with no put roof. Wooden, put wooden seats in the away dugout. Palace, Palace away has got wooden seats, and Jesus, do I hurt my legs at last-minute goals? Uh, bruises and cuts there. But um, we're, we're going to finish it there, guys. Uh, Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on for the yeah, first thanks. time and, and to very give much. you a knowledge. knowledge uh, but thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank, appreciate it. Rich, hat-trick uh, at some point of this season, hopefully. when Yeah, you're I'm always about, mate. Me and Matt are always available if you want us on. Yeah. We've always got me. plenty to say, and hopefully it'll be a good season and um, we can be a bit more positive going through the season, unlike last season when it was, um, yeah, it was crap. Well, thank, thanks for joining me for the last, uh, for the first, should I say, not last, first uh, podcast of the new season. And uh, for, all, for those that are listening, please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and also follow the Twitter um, where we put out news and obviously stats every, every single day. But that's all from us and we'll speak to you very soon. Goodbye.